This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 150 of the Catholic Foodie, Emerald's Columbia Street Grinder, kicked up a notch, New Orleans style. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about sandwiches, and not just sandwiches, but kicked up sandwiches. That's what I'm talking about. You know, there's nothing like a good sandwich, and lucky for me, New Orleans is the birthplace of a couple of legendary and world-famous sandwiches, the Po' Boy and the Muffalata. But today we're talking about uh, kicked-up sandwiches by Emeril Lagasse. And as we get ready for New Year's Eve, it's a Sunday supper event, New Year's Eve. And uh, believe it or not, the inspiration behind this Columbia Street grinder uh, sandwich is not New Orleans, but a prominent foodie street in a heavily Portuguese-influenced area of Fall River, Massachusetts. And we'll talk about that right here at The Catholic Foodie. Today, I missed my cue. Every once in a while, I do that. You know, every once in a while, I miss my cue, but that's okay. You know, I was surprised. First of all, uh, you know, I've been doing this Sunday supper thing for quite a while, and if you're not familiar with that, uh, Isabel over at FamilyFoodie.com started what I guess you could call is a movement uh, to, to try to get families back around the dinner table, and uh, it's called Sunday Supper. They use that as a hashtag on Twitter, and uh, this is just a, a, I think it started with like uh, maybe six of us uh, last year, this past year, not even a full year ago. And now we've got like 30, 40, 50 people participating in this or more uh, on a weekly basis. It's just absolutely amazing. But we, uh, we do, we post recipes and we uh, use the hashtag Sunday Supper. And then we also have an organized chat on Twitter in the evenings. And so this recipe kicked up. Uh, the, the Columbia Street Grinder recipe uh, that we'll talk about today is part of this Sunday supper deal for this week, right? It's, it's, it's uh, New Year's Eve. We're getting ready for New Year's Eve at least, and uh, we're going to have a New Year's Eve party, a Sunday supper chat on Twitter. You're going to find the links, by the way, to all this crazy stuff I'm talking about, hashtags, Twitter, uh, Sunday supper, family foodie. You're going to find all that over at catholicfoodie.com. So just go look up this post right here, the show notes for this particular episode, and you'll have all the links right there at your fingertips. Now, you know, I mentioned, as I was trying to hurry up and get through my intro there, I mentioned that when I came across this recipe for uh, the Columbia Street Grinder, I was shocked. You know, we're talking Emeril Lagasse here. You know, Emeril was uh, the the executive chef over at um, Commander's Palace, very famous restaurant in New Orleans, one of the most famous, I think, and well-known worldwide. Uh, he was the executive chef there for a number of years, and that's where he was right before he got his big, I guess, debut in media and TV, and, and he, he, he left um, uh, uh, Commander's Palace and then went to, you know, he opened up his own place, and from there it's all just history. You know, now he's, he's got all these different cooking shows and these uh, cookbooks all over the place, and we everybody knows what BAM means and kick it up a notch, right? So he, he got famous. He did get famous. But what I was surprised about, I was shocked, is that the Columbia Street Grinder sandwich is not inspired by anything in New Orleans. <laughs> you know, I went through and I, I found this recipe because um, this particular week uh, for Sunday Supper, we are featuring a, a couple of cookbooks by Emeril Lagasse, and I was able to, to choose a recipe from one of these cookbooks to, to prepare. And I'm going to give you his recipe. I'm going to give you my variation of it this episode. But uh, I picked it because of the name. That was my first thought. I like I liked the name of this. You know, I, We have a Columbia Street right here in Covington. 
and it's uh, right in downtown Covington, and it's it's just a, a, a nice little area, and there's some restaurants and shops and everything else, coffee shops. i got a couple of, uh, the tap room is right there. It's got probably 30-something beers on tap. I mean, it's just a, a, a nice little uh, stretch. We have, um, I think at the, it's a block party once a month in Covington, downtown Covington. It's right there, Columbia Street. So that's why I chose this, and come to find out as I read about it, it has nothing to do with New Orleans or Covington or anything else. <laughs> there is apparently, and I've never been there, but in uh, Fall River, Massachusetts, there is an area, a very prominent street that is uh, heavily Portuguese-influenced and lots of food, restaurants, uh, groceries, things like that, delis uh, on that on that particular street. And this is the inspiration behind this sandwich. Man, and... Well, Talking about sandwiches, what what is it? You know, what is the there? There's a, a mystique to sandwiches, don't you think? What is it? You know, is it some kind of um, you know, we got subs, hoagies, heroes, grinders, po'boys, right? They're all sandwiches, and and they're all they all share certain things in common, and yet they're all unique. And uh, I think it really depends on where you are. Sandwiches are the food of the locals, I would think. So their uniqueness depends on well your location. <laughs> Here in New Orleans, the po'boy reigns supreme, of course, uh, a derivation of the term po'boy, poor boy, right? Poor boy. We call it the po'boy. Uh, the po'boy is not only a staple of local cuisine, it is also recognized the world over as the signature dish of Cajun and Creole cuisine. Uh, as a matter of fact, the shrimp po'boy or a shrimp po'boy is usually second after seafood gumbo on a first-time tourist's must-eat list when they come to New Orleans. Uh, and, you know, down here in New Orleans, we have a, a, a very prominent uh, individual uh, who is on social media. Her name is Lauren Tom. Uh, people know her on Twitter and Facebook as Flirty Girl. Uh, Fleur is kind of a play on words there. Fleur in French is, uh, is flower, right? So Flirty is kind of like flirty but not flirty. It's flirty girl. Get it? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> she also owns some uh, uh, really uh, just local t-shirt shops and, and just beautiful work. She puts together beautiful, beautiful stuff. But she also is involved in uh, producing some media and video and things like that in New Orleans. And I have a short clip to play for you right now. This was put together for the Louisiana Farm Bureau. Uh, they had an what they call an ag minute or an, an uh, agricultural minute, this little video clip, and it explains the origin of the term po' boy. So let's take a listen. Since we're here in New Orleans, it only makes sense that this week's ag minute would be on something well known to those in the Crescent City. I'm talking about the world famous po' boy, and Lauren Tom is standing by now at Cereos on St. Charles Avenue to tell us the history behind the sandwich that is as diverse as the city it symbolizes. And I could not agree with you more. Here in New Orleans, we don't use words like hoagies and subs and sliders because here in the Crescent City, it's the po' boy that's the sandwich king. Just hearing it makes your mouth water. During the early years of the 20th century, two brothers, Benny and Clovis Martin, left their jobs as streetcar conductors and opened a sandwich shop near the French market. In 
1929, the streetcar conductors went on strike. The Martins vowed to feed their striking brethren for free. But in order to do that, they needed to cut costs. Originally, sandwich bread was shaped like this. So the Martins developed a more symmetrical loaf so that they could make more sandwiches. When one of the strikers entered their shop, they'd call out, here comes another po'boy. And that was how the po'boy got its name. Authentic versions of the New Orleans po'boy can be found all across the Gulf Coast. But around the rest of the country, they're called sub-sandwiches. But here in New Orleans, there's no substitute for the po'boy. Man, I just love that. Uh, you know, the bread that she was referring to was a round loaf. She referred to it as, uh, you know, bread that used to look like this. And, of course, you're listening to that, so you can't see it, but it was a round loaf. And what the brothers did is they made this long, what we know now as a po'boy loaf. And uh, that, that, that was the solution. Anyway, uh, the video is posted over at catholicfoodie.com, so you'll be able to go and, and check that out if you'd like to. Uh, so, anyway, back to Emerald, okay? Emerald and New Orleans. What is what is this all about? What's the connection? You know, he, he was one of my earliest culinary inspirations. One of my all-time favorite cookbooks, as a matter of fact, was written by Chef Emerald Lagasse and Marcel Bienvenu. It's called Louisiana Real and Rustic, and the pages are tattered and splattered from all the hardcore kitchen use I've put it through over the years. It's autographed by both authors, which I take to be some kind of culinary blessing, I guess, from these master chefs. You know, Emerald got his start, as I mentioned, at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Uh, in 1982, he succeeded Chef Paul Prudhomme as Commander, Pal uh, Commander Palace's uh, executive chef, and Marcel worked there while about the same time, around the same time, and she helped him to write and publish a few of his earlier cookbooks, like Louisiana Real and Rustic. And in 1990, Emerald left Commander's Palace and uh, opened his own restaurant, Emerald's, right outside the French Quarter, and today, believe it or not, Emerald is the executive chef and proprietor of 13 restaurants. 13 restaurants, wow. But in addition to being an executive chef and an author, Emerald has also starred in his own television shows over the years. The Essence of Emerald and Emerald Live were two of his biggest TV successes, and they're also where he made famous a few of his regular sayings like, bam, and kick it up a notch. <laughs> So what about po'boys, Emerald and po'boys? Well, let's take a listen right here. I have a clip of, of Emerald on uh, a Food Network. Uh, it's a Food Network clip, and it's him talking about his favorite po'boy. So I'm here in one of the greatest food cities in the world, New Orleans, to check out one of the most iconic foods of the area, the sandwich known as the po'boy. And I hear one of the joints is just knocking it out of the park is Mahoney's. And to get that full New Orleans experience and get the real lowdown on the po' boy, I invite my good friend, king of local cuisine, renowned chef Emerald Lagasse. Hey, guy, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm great, brother. Po' boys, this place got it? Mahoney's. This is it. Let's check it out. Hey, what's going on, What's going on, guys? How are you? So we show up to get po' boy rundown. I had to bring the king with me, so. <laughs> I understand. New Orleans We're legend right here. We're neighbors. We're neighbors. All right, there's real specifics about making a great po' boy. What is that? Well, I think it's all about the bread, and I think it's about the, the quality ingredients. Spread down. And Emerald says Chef Benjamin Wicks. Small cochon. Is doing it right. That's why they're Mahoney's. High quality, 
poor boys done right. And done 22 different ways. Catfish. Ben is very creative. Large french fry, poor boy. And your favorite? Chicken liver and coleslaw. Chicken liver and coleslaw. Mm -hmm. And one called the Peacemaker. Picking up Peacemaker. Fried oysters, bacon, and cheddar. It's awesome. Where did the Peacemaker get its name? Say you're out too late to the Saints game. Right. You know, you have to have peace with the missus. So, so you'd bring home the Peacemaker. Okay. All I use is two parts cornmeal, one part flour, and oysters. Look at that. We have great seafood in Louisiana. These are local oysters from P&J right here. And we just got them in as well. All right, so we're breaded up. I just shook the excess breading off, and then we're frying in peanut oil. Cook for maybe a minute until it turns golden brown. They're getting happy right now. They're getting happy. This is it right here. Look at how beautiful that is. Little salt, and that's it. Here's a Leidenheimer bread. Now, the bread here in New Orleans. You have to use Leidenheimer bread. Leidenheimer. Leidenheimer. See how light and airy that is? Like a pillow. You just want to lay in there and go to sleep. <laughs> Covered with oysters. You are insane. So, mayo, it has to be blue plate mayo. That's a local mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. Local pickles called Cajun Chef. And tomatoes and lettuce. A couple of slices of bacon on here. Cheddar cheese. Oh, yeah. Cheese and seafood. Match made in heaven. Look at those oysters. You get as many on there as you can now. You see that? I mean, that's incredible. Watch this. Oh, yes. Isn't that great? Dynamite. Because the way it was battered as fast as you flash fried it, it doesn't taste oily by any means. Fry right or don't fry it all. That's the perfect bite right there. See the mayonnaise is coming out, the oyster, the cheese, the tomato. A little bit and every bite. Even with the bacon, everything in there, predominant flavor. These oysters. These yeah. oysters. Absolutely. Hey, guys, I got a little gig with my foundation this afternoon. Dig it. I'll see you later. Thank you, sir. I'll see you always. Thank you. Thanks, man. See you, babe. Awesome. Nice having you. Bye. Thank you, sir. Dude, Triple D shows up in your house and Emma Lagasse. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. You have got to see it. You got to see that video over at CatholicFoodie.com. But, man, oh, po' boys. And had the fried oysters. Oh, my goodness. You talk about good. Well, you know, po' boys, as I mentioned, po' boys, that, that, that is probably the number one sandwich that people talk about when they think about New Orleans. But uh, we have another famous sandwich in New Orleans. It's called the muffalata. The muffalata, and it's, it's spelled M-U-F-F-U-L-E-T-T-A, muffuletta. And some, sometimes you'll find somebody calling it a muffuletta, but, it, but, but most people call it a muffalata. Muffalata. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, even though the po' boy is a raining sandwich in New Orleans, you know, the muffalata is uh, mm, 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 very famous and much loved. And it comes to us from the French Quarter, even though uh, the sandwich is of Italian origin. It's made on a round Italian loaf. It's a massive sandwich. It could feed two to four people. Uh, it, it's stacked with provolone, mortadella, ham, salami, a specially made olive salad, and it's all bathed in a generous amount of extra virgin olive oil. Not only is the muffalata a sandwich to behold, it is one that you must taste before moving on to the next life. <laughs> it is like a little slice of heaven, and it's not little at all. It's huge. Anyway, the muffalata originated at Central Grocery in the French Quarter. Central Grocery is uh, an Italian deli and grocery store. And uh, believe me, you smell it before you see it as you're walking down Decatur Street. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's beautiful. Beautiful. You can smell the garlic. You can smell the, it, to me, it's almost like you can smell the olive oil. It's just so rich and so delicious uh, right there on Decatur Street. So, you know, I bring up Muffalata today for a very specific reason, because when I first saw Emerald's Columbia Street Grinder, two things struck me. First of all, I mentioned the first one earlier. The first one was my curiosity was peaked because we have a Columbia Street right here in Covington. So I thought that Emerald was possibly, possibly referring to my Columbia Street. But as I mentioned, I soon learned that he was not. 
He was referring to that area in Fall River, Massachusetts. But the second thing, that, the second reason this caught my eye is when I looked at the picture of the Columbia Street grinder and read through the ingredients, I said, I said to myself, that's a muffalata. That's a muffalata, except that it's missing a few of the ingredients and it's on the wrong bread. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm so smart, ain't I? I'm just so smart. But uh, yes, there are some definite similarities between the Columbia Street Grinder and the Muffaletta, or the Muffaletta. Uh, but there's also a number of differences. You know, the meats and cheeses are the same. The bread is similar. It is similar. Uh, both have a healthy dose of olive oil. But that's where the similarities stop. Although uh, it can be argued that the balsamic herb vinaigrette is similar to the olive salad, I personally think that would be stretching a bit. Uh, there's nothing like Central Grocery's olive salad. Nothing. I mean, at the same time, you know, I love peppers, hot and sweet peppers. And the peppers aren't in the olive salad. But um, so I'm torn. I'm torn. Which one is best? I don't know. Uh, but we're going to have to arrange a taste test here. So Emerald's Columbia Street Grinder. This is what Emerald has to say about why he came up with this name. He says, um, I have many fond memories of eating grinders back home, but none that stick out of my mind more than the ones I'd find on Columbia Street in Fall River, Massachusetts. Though Columbia Street can't be matched, I've tried my best to devise a recipe that comes close, and I think this one hits the mark. And um, this recipe, again, I'm sharing because uh, we were invited we for a Sunday supper this, this week. Uh, we're invited to pick a recipe from one of uh, a couple of Emerald's cookbooks and to share that with everybody. And uh, I have my variation of it, my version of it uh, following. So on page 177 of uh, Emerald's Kicked Up Sandwiches cookbook, you're going to find this recipe. For the ingredients, he uses four six-inch loaves of Portuguese stick bread or Italian or French loaves. You can choose which one you want to use. Uh, he's got a balsamic herb vinaigrette, which he he, uh, he gives the, the instructions and the ingredients on how to make that on page 329 in the cookbook, and I'm going to give that to you in just a moment, too. Uh, eight ounces of sliced provolone, eight ounces of sliced mortadella, eight ounces of sliced spicy ham, such as capicola, eight ounces of uh, sliced salami, a large ripe tomato cut into eight quarter-inch thick slices, uh, two thin onion slices, uh, and then 12 jarred hot or sweet cherry peppers drained and roughly chopped, and then two cups of torn up kind of green leaf lettuce. Sorry, just kind of tear it, green leaf lettuce. Here's the, uh, the directions. You cut the loaves of bread in half lengthwise and arrange them in a single layer. Uh, cut sides up and liberally brush the bread with the vinaigrette. On the bottom half of each loaf, layer evenly, uh, one quarter of the provolone, followed by one quarter of the mortadella, one quarter of the spicy ham, and one quarter of the salami. Top that with two slices of tomato and three slices of onion. Divide the cherry peppers among the sandwiches, stir the vinaigrette, and generously drizzle it over the onion and tomato. Then in a small bowl, toss the torn lettuce with some of the remaining vinaigrette. Divide the lettuce among the four sandwiches. Top with the other half of the bread and serve. And I mean, it's an impressive sandwich. You've got to see it. I've got pictures over at catholicfoodie.com. And of course, they are in his, uh, his Kicked Up Sandwiches uh, cookbook as well. All right, now let's talk about this balsamic vinaigrette for a minute. What is this? Well, you have half, a quarter cup, a quarter cup of balsamic vinegar, one tablespoon of chopped fresh basil leaves, one tablespoon of chopped fresh oregano leaves, one teaspoon of minced garlic, a half a cup of extra virgin olive oil, a half a teaspoon of salt, and a quarter teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper. 
And so what you do is you're going to take a, a small mixing bowl, and you can combine the balsamic vinegar, the basil, the oregano, the garlic, whisk it together very well, uh, and then continue whisking while slowly drizzling in the olive oil in a slow, steady stream. Then you add the salt and pepper and whisk to combine. The vinaigrette can be stored in an airtight container in the fridge for up to one week. Again, this is from Emerald's Kicked Up Sandwiches cookbook. And boy, doesn't that sound delicious? That balsamic vinaigrette, I'm telling you, it is, it is very, very good. All right, so my variation, when I made this in anticipation of this Sunday supper, what did I do? Uh, well, you know, oftentimes uh, folks refer to po'boy bread as French bread, and that's not quite accurate, though. Uh, the bread used to make po'boys is a bit lighter than what you would traditionally find labeled as French bread. And uh, here at thecatholicfoodie.com, I've got recipes for both the traditional baguette, the French baguette, and for po'boy bread. And I have to, get, I have to give thanks and, and kudos to my friend Craig Poirier for, for giving both of those recipes to me. You can uh, find them. i got links in the show notes for this episode over at catholicfoodie.com. But an authentic French baguette and authentic po'boy bread recipes right there at catholicfoodie.com. So here are a few of the variations that I made to Emerald's Columbia Street Grinder. You know, uh, gumbo is Louisiana's official cuisine, and gumbo is like a melting pot of sorts. Uh, gumbo is a mixture of different cultures whose flavors have mingled together for over 300 years. <laughs> And I already admitted that I can't help but think of the muffalata when I think of Emerald's Columbia Street Grinder. So this is what I did for my variation. I used po'boy bread instead of the Portuguese stick bread. Matter of fact, I used the same brand, the Lindenheimer brand, the same one that you heard Emerald uh, uh, talking about in that video clip just a few minutes ago from um, Food Network. He's the same brand there, the po'boy bread. I also used the meats and the provolone cheese listed in the recipe. Okay, so I kept that. I used hot cherry peppers instead of the sweet peppers because I just love peppers. Peppers are mm, good. And I also, believe it or not, I added a few banana peppers into the mix. Why? Because I thought it would be good. Figured that would be no problem. And that's it. That's all I did to change it up and make a little variation on my own. Uh, nothing too fancy. It's an excellent sandwich, and I highly recommend it. So uh, Emerald's Columbia Street Grinders kicked up a notch. New Orleans style. And we'll be back in just a minute. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This mm -hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it? Please do join us on Twitter throughout the day uh, for Sunday Supper on December 30th. And in the evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, join us for our live uh, New Year's Eve potluck party Emerald Style on Twitter. Uh, we're just, we'd be, be very excited if you would join us. All you have to do is follow the Sunday Supper hashtag or you can follow us through Tweet Chat. There are links in the show notes at CatholicFoodie.com to uh, to help you do that. And by the way, you've got to go. You've got to go check out the show notes because for this episode, I'm telling you, we've got like, I don't know, uh, 20-something different recipes uh, to choose from, different things, the champagne punch, spiced nuts, prosciutto, breadsticks. Uh, we've got, um, what else do we have? Uh, soprasada and Genoa salami calzones. We uh, Eggplant muffalata. We've got three cheese, veggie, veggie sandwich, all kind of good stuff. Over there, even even New Orleans style garlic barbecue shrimp. All those recipes are linked 
right? I've got links to those recipes in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com. Please do go check those out. And, uh, well, man, this was fun. This was fun. Thank you so much for being with me today. And uh, until next time, bon appétit. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.